and welcome to the Creative Christians Chat Show. I'm Brendan Conboy, the dog in the pod. This show is bursting with creative stories, ideas and inspiration with a Christian perspective. So let's get on with the show. Well, my guest today is, uh, I've known this, this, this person for quite, quite a long time actually. His name is Tom Elliott. And if you've been recently uh, along to Spring Harvest, one of the, I'm not sure which one he was at, but he's just returned from two weeks at Spring Harvest. He's a comedian magician, and uh, he, he's the creator of People on Pursuit Community. Uh, welcome, Tom. It's great having you here. Hello, Brendan. It has been a while since we've, we've you first met. I was still in school when, when I first encountered Brendan. So, um... <laughs> still in school? Yeah, I really? You're rapping assemblies, so oh. uh, yeah. Well, did Long you go time. to a school that I went to then? Yeah, I did. I was in Archway. Oh. Uh, so um, yeah, I was. I must have been. I'm 32 now, Brendan. So uh, I must have been about 14, <laughs> 15 when I first saw your uh, rapping assembly. Wow, that's some time ago, isn't it? But uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about me. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Yeah, we, 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 I'll maybe mention something else that I remember about you in a short while. But you, um, you are, do you call yourself a, a comedian magician or a magician comedian? Ah, very good. Good question to start with, Brendan. <laughs> uh, so I, for me, it's the comedy that drives it. So um, I wouldn't be doing magic if it, or the, the tricks if it wasn't for comedy. So uh, the, the tricks and the illusions, whatever you want to call them, uh, for me, they're a vehicle uh, to uh, comedy and the interaction with an audience. Uh, and so I would say a comedy magician or comedian and magician, um, because for me, laughter is what motivates and drives the kind of performance side of what I do. And your, your, uh, your tagline is laughing with Tom, isn't it? It used to be. No oh, longer did, oh uh, no longer. I've got rid of that because um, I met with a certain individual who I won't name, but he's very well known within the audience that you are listening to. Uh, right. And he strongly disapproved of the idea and, <laughs> and in the end persuaded me to agree. So um, I, I got rid of laughing with Tom and just I'm just known as Tom Elliott. OK. And uh, you've just returned from Spring Harvest. Which one was that? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't performing, just to clarify that. I wasn't performing <laughs> this year. I have done in the past, but I yeah. was just attending this year. Uh, okay. Um, uh, uh, it was Minehead. Yeah. Quite. So just, just for the week, uh, yeah. Minehead. Uh, yeah, what a, what a great place that is. Yeah, I've, I've actually never got along to Spring Harvest. Have you not? Uh, no, no. Did plan to one year, but uh, never. Things didn't happen. Did for things... Often things don't fall into place for me. Well, yeah. maybe one day. So this is part of a, a series of, about being creative in business. And, and you are definitely, you definitely fit the creative part. So, um, but, and I, I think you definitely fit the, the business part as well. Um, but what does your journey look like? I've, I've, I knew you when you were, a youth worker yeah so I so I started out in youth work when I when I left school 
I, I guess I, I explored a little bit about going to drama school. Um, I foolishly applied for one where I had to do a Shakespeare monologue. Well, that was never going to happen. <laughs> um, uh, I turned out in comedy, but so why on earth I ever went for a Shakespeare monologue? I don't know. Um, and uh, didn't get in. And uh, I think something just changed in me at that point. I still loved the performing arts. I yeah. hadn't really kind of pushed on the kind of comedy and magic yet. I was still, I was doing it at the time. Uh, I was doing kind of kids parties and things at the time, I think maybe a few years before that, but I, I wasn't really pushing it. Um, and I went into youth work and loved, I spent quite a few years in youth work really. I did, um, I did my degree in youth work and then uh, was on placement for three years of that. And they, they then employed me for another three years and I moved to another church and worked there for a few years. And, um, at that point, I went part-time in my comedy magic. So I was doing part-time comedy magic and part-time youth work. And I loved it. And it's given me so... And I still do. still love working with young people. I still do quite a few youth events and schools occasionally uh, in partnership with churches and uh, love it. But yeah, I did start in youth work. And uh, I think I think it's a good grounding for comedy, actually, because if you can handle young people, you can <laughs> handle a comedy club. <laughs> yeah, and if they laugh, then you know that everybody's going to laugh. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I struggle with comedy personally. Uh, if I'm, that's a great start to this conversation. <laughs> if I'm flipping through Netflix to see what you know, what am I going to watch next? It, and, and I look at a film and it's like comedy. Oh, forget that. <laughs> you know? oh, what is it? What is it about comedy? Um, I struggle to laugh at, at some some comedians. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I really do. Uh, but having said that. Um, I've been to see Jasper Carrot lots of times, yeah. and and every time I go to see him, I'm in stitches. So there's certain comedians uh, that that kind of they, they are the flavour for me, yeah, sure. you, you know. And I think everybody would say the same. You know, other people say oh, I can't stand Jasper Carrot, but um, yeah. Do you have favourite comedians? Yeah, absolutely. So I. Um... I've got a number of favourites, really. I mean, I'm I'm quite broad. I love pure stand-up comedy. I don't do pure stand-up comedy, but I do enjoy watching others do that. Uh, I guess my favourite, so I grew up loving Joe Pasquale. Do you know Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I grew up loving Joe Pasquale, and I was able to spend a bit of time with him, actually, a couple of few years ago, and uh, got to see the Joe behind the Joe, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that was great. And um, uh, loved Joe Pasquale. Me and my family used to watch Joe together, uh, when he was on TV and, and we went to see him together live. And um, uh, and so Joe Pasquale, of course, he does the magic thing as well. He's got a bit of that in his act. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I, I've known some others. So I know I, I like all the all, I like all the kind of stand ups, really. I love Michael McIntyre. Never met him. But yeah, I love, what he <laughs> yeah, I love my, uh, yeah. I, I, I actually take him off, but I'm not going to now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, I'm going to ask you to do that as soon as we cut <laughs> off, Brendan. You're going to show me your Michael McIntyre impression. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've had quite a few influences. Sure. Uh, yeah. And you are still in touch. You're, you're in touch with quite a few influential people in, in the industry. Yeah. So I, a, a few years ago, this, I mean, this was a bit of a miracle story, Brendan, right? So I um, don't, don't think I'm a stalker because I'm not. But um, <laughs> I... I just got back from uh, some time in Kenya because I'm an ambassador for a charity called Compassion and yeah. got back from a, a trip away from them. And I'd 
was I was on holiday with my family and I was just sat in there, it was a caravan holiday, I think, and we sat in the caravan flicking through my Twitter and I noticed that um I don't know how, but Milton Jones, yeah. the, the one line comic, had followed me. Now I don't I don't know why or how. I know we've got some mutual friends because Milton's Christian and um uh and I knew we had some mutual friends within the comedy scene. So it might have been that one day uh there was a tweet that tagged us both and therefore he might have just clicked follow. So I thought, well, if he's gonna follow me, I'll I'll just see if I can so I messaged him saying, Hey Milton, um love what you do because I uh, and I do love Milton so I've seen it a few times now and uh love what you do uh, I'm a I'm an upcoming comedy magician uh, would by any chance would you have 45 minutes free to meet for coffee and let me tell you I tried this before through yeah. agencies and everything else but I got the standard pushback yeah, yeah. and um to my surprise, I wasn't expecting any response I, my thought was he must get thousands of messages like this yeah. I wasn't expecting anything until one day I had a response and he went, of course, why not? Let's, wow. let's meet. And um, I'm really blessed to just spend an hour or so with him. And, and I've connected with him a few times since because I've been to see his show. And, you know, he's one of the most genuine guys. And I've told him this story and, and, it, and he jokingly went, oh, shouldn't have responded. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, really genuine guy and has been a huge help to me in terms of thinking about how I create my show and how I write more comedy and how I engage more comedy. So I uh, learned loads from him and uh, yeah, great name drop. Yeah. So he's been a, a bit of a mentor really in, in some respects. A little and, bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mentor is perhaps a strong word, but, but yeah. Yeah. But, but anybody that's considering going into business or is in business, I, th I think it's, it's uh, quite a crucial thing to have really is other people to be able to support you, listen to you, uh, not necessarily capture your vision, but understand your vision and and support you in that. Um, I can sure. remember, yeah, I can remember sat outside a well-known coffee shop with you, uh, probably about ten years ago, and you were then you were chatting about going into entertainment uh comedy magic and you you were you were, you you were uncertain about which way to go then and we but it's trying to i think it's when you start out it's particularly in the performing arts it's trying to figure out what does what does it look like how do you how do you because i mean i was very fortunate in the way that i started out i had a um because i because and this was a sense of calling this wasn't just kind of a uh, I wasn't just using this as a business model, if you like, but because I had churches who wanted to use what I do in order for an outreach. And I, don't get me wrong, I, uh, we'll talk about this later, but I do feel called as an evangelist within the role of what I do. And uh, so because I was doing churches, there was an automatic door opening for me to do that. And that was still difficult to navigate. But actually, for a lot of comedians out there, uh, the reality is in order to go pro, you have to do, you have to kind of, do a, hundreds of gigs a year at, with barely any petrol money covered in random little tiny scrappy pubs in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I would never have done it had I had I got that had, had to go that route uh, I think I'd have I'm not sure what I'd have done but I wouldn't have been able to manage it so I'm no. fortunate and, and it was a God thing because God had given me a 
kind of a, a, a purpose to the a, a wider purpose beyond the entertainment for, for my comedy uh, and for the magic stuff. So, um, and, and that created a kind of a space in which I kind of gritted my teeth and learnt the learnt the art a little bit. I I do comedy clubs now, and I always when I say when other comedians say, "Oh, so where do you where do you gig, Tom?" And I say, well, I, I, I do churches. And then I go, well, <laughs> nice and friendly gigs. Uh, so, um, <laughs> they're never quite sure about me when I say that, I think. I think they no, no. wonder if I've gone slightly mad. So would you say that you are in business or in ministry? Good question. I, I think, either, I'm not sure there's a line. I, I think, because when I look at, when you think about, uh, Jesus' disciples, I think yeah. a lot of them were entrepreneurs. And yeah. they all had their kind of tent-making businesses and yeah. whatnot. And, and again, when I think about Jesus, I think, well, he did a lot in the marketplace. We, we often think about Jesus in the temple or doing, but actually Jesus spent a lot of time in the marketplace. And that, yeah. that alone has shaped my sense of calling. So in some ways, I say it's both and. Uh, uh, and I think, I mean, I, I think, yeah, ministry's become such a professional term now and yeah. uh, that it, it's difficult to know what that looks like. In effect, we're all in ministry, whether we're a plumber or a nurse or a comedian or a podcaster. Uh, we're all in full-time ministry, right? Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. I love it. Whether you make money out of it or not, we are, we're all called. Yeah. We, all, we all have a calling. We just need to wake up and understand what that calling is. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so you're you're involved with magic. Ooh. Burn him. Burn him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm sure there's some Christians that f think like that as well. Um, and when you mention things like the the magic circle, ooh. It, it, I, so, I, are you a member of the magic circle? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. Um, uh, and the reason for that isn't isn't for any questionable reason, really. The only reason is that um, I, so Magic Circle is based in in London, uh, and so the only thing that I would get from joining it really is the kind of credibility factor of belonging to the Magic Circle, um, <laughs> which I don't think is all that important. And that, that that's not a critique of the Magic Circle. That's just saying I don't think it's all that important. I think you can build a career if you like in in magic and performing arts uh, without it uh, and so the only reason the only reason for me to join would be for that reason the the credibility factor uh, i wouldn't realistically be able to get to london enough times to make it worth the kind of membership investment um, yeah. and, and so i've chosen not to join it it's not to say i won't join it at some point but for now it's one of those things i thought well it's on a monday night in middle of london and uh, and I live in Gloucestershire. That's a long journey on a tractor. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You belong to but, a much much better circle anyway, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I did belong for a while to the Cotswold Magic Society, which oh, right. doesn't have quite the same, uh, <laughs> but it, it was a great little uh, club. Um, but in terms of the magic thing, I, I've been very fortunate that no one's ever really suspected anything dodgy of, of my work which might say something about my magic skills but, um, <laughs> but no one's ever really questioned it with me uh, and I think that's because I'm so focused on the comedy element of stuff that 
when you watch the show, there's, I'm not doing any like Darren Brownie type, um, uh, all of that stuff, you know, and I, I've not got a problem with Darren Brown. I think he's a very clever showman. And, uh, so for the, I'm going to see him live for the first time next month. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think, I think there's, there's an interesting one. I, I think sometimes people assume things that they don't understand. Yeah. So they'll look at a magician like me. And so if I make a coin disappear, for instance, yeah. they'll look at me and because they don't know how it's done, they'll assume so, and a coin disappears, not going to provoke any witchcrafty thoughts, is it? <laughs> but, um, uh, if it does, the person's lost their mind. But, um, uh, but if I do something that they don't understand how I've done it, they might therefore assume that therefore it's been done uh, by dodgy means. Dodgy means, right? Yeah. Uh, so I had a lady, the only time it's ever happened, I was uh, early on in my comedy magic journey, I was, give, I was hosting uh, one of the rooms at the Christian Resources Exhibition and they couldn't pay me. Uh, and so they gave me um, an exhibition stand and a lady uh, clearly from a, from a church that would kind of be um, skeptical of this kind of thing, saw my banner and she saw the word magician. Uh, and she immediately we i mean she was lovely but she came over to me and went you do know in the bible it, it talks about magic being uh, wrong and, and i said yeah i, I do but and i tried to explain a little bit and then but she didn't quite get me and i think in the end we just agreed that her church should probably shouldn't book me um, <laughs> and i probably shouldn't visit uh, but she did kind of understand i think we came we we, we left on good terms yeah I've watched your show and I've come away trying to work out how you did certain things. I mean, it's, it's sleight of hand. Uh, and uh, some things I could work out, other things I couldn't at all. And it's like, wow, that, that was really clever. And, oh, and, and, your, and your show really is worth watching. I don't know what you're doing now, but I mean, it was quite a while ago. So, um, How do you work in partnership with God? How, how, how close is that partnership? So this, uh, so where I'm at with my sense of calling, and this has changed, and I still, so I feel like God's now called me to uh, be a Christian presence in the mainstream space. And so that's, as someone who feels called to be an evangelist, that changes my whole way of working. And what people might think of an evangelist to look like is no longer what defines what being an evangelist is in my, because so I'm doing some comedy clubs at the moment, and you can't, if you go into a comedy club and mention Jesus, the best yeah. that has happened that you don't, you're not invited back, and the worst that has happened, well, I don't want to. You don't want to go there. So, um, but for me, it's about carrying that presence of God into that space, um, yeah. whatever that looks like. And and I'm not saying I'm an expert at that, right? None of us are. But um, it's amazing what God does when you say, "Okay, God, this is my mission. This is my why of what I'm doing. I'm going into this space." And even though I might not be um, overtly evangelistic my whole reason for being here is i'm carrying your presence and, and you know it it may not look like much in kind of in front of the audience but i've had other comics uh, come up to me at the end and they go mate you've just can i ask something you just you've just done 20 minutes in in this setting without um without swearing and without any uh, uh your, your content's clean isn't it yeah, and, and I've, I don't make a big deal of that. Like, I don't mind what someone else's act is someone else's act. If they choose to swear and filthy material, I can I can move on from that, and it doesn't bother me at all. 
and I still respect them as a comedian. Um, but they've noticed it and I haven't made a big deal of it, and, but they've noticed it. Uh, and again, then you've got the conversation in the green room of, oh, so where do you gig? I haven't seen you on the comedy circuit because <laughs> yeah. I only really just started the comedy circuit. So where do you gig? And I say churches. And then, uh, <laughs> but do you know, here's the interesting thing. As I've started to do that, I've noticed, and that's so why I listen to a podcast uh, that interviews comedians. Yeah. And there are so many comics out there uh, that we hit, that you see on TV and that we hear slate religion all the time and all of that stuff. So many of them have got a background in faith. And at some yeah. point along the journey, they've been hurt or something's gone wrong or they've, they've walked away from it. Uh, but I, I, it amazed me how many of them have got a background in faith uh, and then lost it for some reason. That is interesting. So that was a real confirmation of me of actually just just hanging out with these guys and being a good being a good guy and trying to trying to be as good as them without relying on the swearing and everything else. Yeah, um, is is the challenge for me? I guess it's amazing that that gets noticed. Yeah, I was and, surprised it got noticed as well. Yeah, that your your cleanness gets noticed. One of the things that that's I mentioned I don't I struggle with with comedians or comedy. One yeah. other thing, one of the things that I really detest is when they pick a person in the audience and keep on. They gnaw away at them. They erode them, and they make fun of them. And it, it's it's not funny. In in often it's not funny. I don't think it's funny. But other people are yeah. laughing because this person is being made fun of, and I I cringe at that sort of level of comedy. That's. Yeah, I mean, it's a fine line as someone that does, because I do a lot of interaction. Most of my act is I know. interaction <laughs> based. And I have to continually think. I mean, there are certain things that I do. So I, I try and make sure that I engage with someone who's already laughing at, yeah. at the show. Uh, if they're sat there with a stern look on their face or if they're sat. <laughs> uh, because I, I don't like the fact that those kind of interactions mean that when I do church gigs or any gigs, people come in and they avoid the front rows yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing's more frustrating as a performer to have an empty front five rows and, yeah and i don't want people to feel like that so i try and make sure that if i'm of course there is some interaction and occasionally it's it's not making fun of them but there's the kind of um uh, banter between them but I'm, i try and make sure every time that they're enjoying it as much as the audience are uh, and i'm, I'm I confess, sometimes I think I've got that wrong. And sometimes I think, oh, did I, did I push in a little bit too far there? Uh, and have I unsettled them um, and made them feel a bit awkward? Um, but I try and make sure that they enjoy it as much as everyone else and that they're finding it funny about themselves as much as anyone else. What I'm hearing there is that you have great discernment of, of well, how, well, I'm of not how, saying I do. I try. <laughs> well, you, you, I think what the way you're you're describing it is, you do have great discernment that you you know how to react in a positive way with your audience. We've we've chatted quite a lot about your act and about performing. Let's let's go down. Let's look at the business side. And um, so, business can be really difficult, really difficult. Anybody uh, being in business can can hit rough times, difficult times. Anybody starting out can really, really struggle. What advice would you give to to Christians or anybody that might be listening to this that that are considering starting out in business? Um, well, if you want to be a comedian, then don't bother because I'm trying <laughs> to break into that space, right? Um, no kidding. Uh, uh, 
you're right. I mean, business is hard, and that's without a pandemic um, and everything else thrown into the mix. Yeah. Um, uh, what advice I would say: get some good people around you. Some really, as, and when I say that, I mean really good people around you. Uh, if you're starting out, you may not know people at that level. It might take time to build those connections. But, um, but people that you, not only do they need to be highly skilled at what they do, but they need to be people that you can trust to guide you in the right direction. And they need to be people that are fully behind you, if that makes sense. So uh, not just an interest. So, uh, so I've just joined a program, actually. Uh, it starts in June uh, called the Lions Program. And it's for Christian entrepreneurs. And the, the guys that head it up are basically some guys that have done really well in business. And they just want to give back. So if you can imagine Dragon's Den yeah. with a Christian ethos behind wow. it. It's a bit like that. And... Um, uh, but I'm really excited for that because they're really good guys. They absolutely champion Christians in the arts and, and Christians in business and Christians with ideas and visionaries. But at the same time, they know they've got expertise in how to run a business well. So they're highly skilled, but they're highly behind what, what I'm doing and what people are doing on the, on the program. Um, so yeah, that would be my advice is get some really good mentors behind you, but people that you can trust and people that are fully behind you. And what were they called again? The Lions? So the Lions, so it's an application. So for those that are interested in the Lions program, uh, it's uh, I think it's I think their spaces are closed for this year, but they'll be launching again in the autumn. Okay. Um, it's an application thing. You you apply to be part of it, uh, and if you look up on Google the Lions program, I think it's the tagline is redefining potential, um, and they yeah have a look. Uh, I, well, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll come back in October and tell you how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so, how in business? There's some business people that are, are, can be quite shrewd, and uh, they they kind of violate their violate other people sometimes. How can you be shrewd in business as a Christian without violating Christian principles? It's hard, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, I, I always, someone once said to me about mutual benefit. In anything that you do, try and seek mutual benefit. So in any conversation that I'm having, uh, it's, it's very easy. When you've got a vision, I don't know about you, Brendan, but I'm a, I'm a visionary. So I'm on one Oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely. I'm do. Yeah. And, uh, and I think so often you can get caught up in your own this is what i want to do this is what i'm trying to achieve this is, and that person can help me because they've got this blah, 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 boom 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 and like a one and i always try and seek out what's what's the mutual benefit for what's the benefit for them coming on um or what's the benefit for them being part of what i'm doing yeah it doesn't have to be financial but is it is it something that they can talk about is it something they can work with and you know so I, that mutual benefit comment has always been helpful to me because it, it keeps me thinking about the other person as much Absolutely. as it does about my own yeah. vision. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Um, um, if you were, what are the three, give us three virtues that you need to succeed in business. Can you think of three virtues that, especially as a Christian, yeah. that you need to be a successful person in business. Um, what, what are the three, look at yourself, what are the three virtues? What three virtues have, have helped you? Uh, I think you? you need to, you need to be focused. Um, that sense of uh, 
doubling down on one sole vision. So in the People on a Pursuit community, uh, we're all about kind of helping to be accountable to each other and get stuff done, move forward. And in that, there's a couple of guys that join People on the Pursuit and they've come with a billion and one ideas. And I, I totally get them. They're a creative type people. They've come with, here's my billion ideas and I want to achieve every one of them by tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and you've, you've really, and as a Christian, you've really got to dial down what is, what is God calling me to and why, why am I doing this particular thing? Uh, and, and there's me with two things. <laughs> yeah. But there's a reason for that. They all benefit each other. They all support each other. Um, yeah. But primarily it's about focus. I've got another billion ideas that I wish I could pursue, but I try and stay focused on the one. Um, focus is one of them. Um, uh, I would say, what, what was the other? Um, being teachable is the other one. Uh, I, I think you've got to remain teachable the whole time. I'm, I think sometimes people in business and people in any kind of thing fear that if they act too teachable, that they'll lose credibility. Yeah. Um, whereas I think it's the opposite. I think people respect you for being, I, I think there comes a point of knowing what you're good at and what you're not, and uh, knowing what you're an expert in and what you're not an expert in and all, all of those kind of things. But um, I think you've got to remain teachable. Yeah. And so I'm just an info consumerist. Like I just give me all the info you've got, whether I act on it is a whole other thing, but just give me all the info. Yeah. Um, Cause I love, I love learning stuff like that. So do I. And the final one. Um, uh, oh, I was going to say humility then, but that's probably comes in with a teachable. Um, integrity. Is uh, one of my favorites. It can sometimes be a bit of a cliche, but um, but I think it's there's so many when you're thinking about money and when you're thinking about working with other people and when you're thinking about all of these kind of things that come into play when you're running a business or pursuing a project. Um, it comes down to that integrity. It, am I doing the right thing over the easy thing? Or am yeah. I just taking an easy route? Yeah, I, 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 I with integrity, I, I always uh, attach it to honesty and trust. Yeah. Um, and you can remember that by just saying hit, the word hit, honesty, nice. integrity and trust. And we all need a little bit of hit now and again. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. we need it all the time. That, that uh, teachability thing, um, you know, a lot of people don't like to receive negative feedback. Uh, and yet, I'd rather have negative feedback than no feedback at all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you know, and we learn from feedback. And, and you have to, I don't know about you, Brendan, but when you're giving negative feedback, the natural instinct is then to try and defend it. And and, uh, and you have yeah. to kind of sit back and go, no, just, just take it for a moment and weigh it up yeah. later on. The way I look at it, and if anybody's listening and, and they don't like receiving negative feedback, the way I look at it is when you don't receive feedback at all, the people regard you as insignificant. Yeah. You don't, you're, you're nothing because they don't bother to give you any feedback. When they give you feedback, they want to, they want to see you improve. They, you are significant. So just remember that any negative yeah. feedback is as a person saying, you mean something to me. You are significant. 
Um, let me let me tell you a story on that one, Brendan, because you'll like this. Uh, a few years ago, I um, uh, I had lunch with a guy called Jeffrey Durham. Now, Jeffrey Durham back in the day was known as the Great Soprendo, and he used to be on. He was a magician, and he used to be on kind of kids TV, but also used to do Countdown. Very, right. very, very well respected within the comedy and sorry, within the magic world. Yeah. And um, I noticed online that he was doing he was offering direction. He'd retired from his magic performance um, career and was offering direction to other music, uh, other magicians. Yeah. So I uh, sent him an email saying, I would love this, love this loads. Mm. And um, I went to uh, meet him in London and he bought me lunch and we had lunch in this nice little restaurant. And I, I went along, honestly, expecting a nice little, I like this bit of your show and maybe let's tweak this bit and we can pull back here. Blah, 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 blah. Well, Brendan, <laughs> let me tell you this. He absolutely, from, from minute one, brutally tore apart my act as if wow. it was nothing, right? Uh, and uh, <laughs> to his credit, he, he was very respectful. At the end, he simply said to me, uh, Tom, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a call uh, later this week just to check that you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but from minute one to the end of the couple of hours, it was about a couple of hours, just brutally tore my axe. And he said phrases like this. He said, Tom, I, I work with people who are kind of uh, PhD level of magic performance. He said to me, he said, you're kind of kindergarten. Area. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was just broken. Uh, and there, there, there's me trying to smile my way through this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I left that restaurant absolutely like, oh my days, that was, a, that was brutal. Uh, and um, so, but do you know, he gave me some wisdom and in amongst the challenge and the direct kind of tearing apart, he gave me some advice and it was simply this. He said, Tom, stop buying kind of, at the time I was doing a lot of kind of uh, tricks that were made for comedy. So it was like tip, cliche comedy magic stuff. Yeah. He was saying, stop buying those tricks. He said, buy books and uh, maybe DVDs, but don't watch the performance, just watch the instructions. And he said, from that, build your own. And you know, ever since I, and he said, that, I said, that, that was tough. Because I, as I started doing that, I had to means I had to ditch a lot of the stuff that I'd relied on. And I had to ditch a lot of the stuff that was easy, easy to get laughs with because it was already built in. And all of a sudden it came down to me and it improved my act no end. Wow. But it actually made the act feel a bit more credible as a magician, but it also made it credible as a perform as a comedy performance because the the jokes were genuine and they were written, they were part of who I am rather than a copycat of someone else. It was the best advice I could have given, but it yeah. came at a price. Yeah. Of my soul. Tough love that was. Uh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we we've, we've uh... We've run out of time, I think. Um, but I, what I would say is you made me laugh. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> you made... I'll stick that on my Edinburgh poster. <laughs> Put it on your CV. I made Brendan laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you're at the Fringe at Edinburgh, are you? Uh, well, I was going to do it before COVID hit, 20, yeah. August 2020. Uh, but obviously uh, a minor disruption got in the way. Uh, which meant it was called off. So my hope is, my plan is to do it in August 2023. Right, 2023. Um, because we'd already, I'd already, um, I did a five thousand pound Kickstarter campaign. 
hit that, got all the posters printed, got a PR company sorted, all yeah. of that stuff, and then it all hit. So we will redo it, um, and we're going to do it in August 2023. And is that the show called Oh My Days? It is, yeah. Which you dropped that, that phrase into that story just now. Oh, I did. You did? <laughs> natural vocab now. <laughs> oh, my days. So look out for that in 2023 at the Fringe Festival in, in Edinburgh. Tom Elliott in, the, in a show called Oh, My Days. Check that one out. Tom, it's been great having you. I'm going to pray for you before we go. Thank you, Brandon. And... Uh, yeah, I just pray that people listening to this would be inspired by by what you've said, Tom. That anybody, Christians or non-Christians, anybody considering or already in business, Lord, that, that they would get something out of this conversation that we've had. There's been some great stuff that, that Tom has shared t- today. Uh, and some funny stuff as well. Uh, and I just thank you now for Tom. Thank you for, for his enthusiasm, for his direction in life, the direction that you've given him, the partnership that he has working with you, and for his his openness and boldness to speak to to people that don't know you and, and to say, yeah, I perform in churches. <laughs> That's, I mean, he's such a witness to, to other people out there on the, on the circuit that he, that he operates in. And I pray, Lord, that you'll continue to use him, continue to bless him and his, um, his beautiful family as well. And I pray all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Creative Christians Chat Show. It's been great having you here with me today. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. I'm Brendan Conboy and you can find me at brendanconboy.co.uk where you can buy me a cup of coffee if you like to support me and my creative work. Follow me also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. For now though... God bless and goodbye.